Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hey, everybody. Hello. Um, this is a very exciting day at my house because um, our son Hayden came home from college a little over a week ago. And one thing he asked me before he got home about a month ago was, hey, mom, when I come home, can I build your porch railings for you? And I was an absolute yes, because I haven't had any railings on our porch for at least, uh, I'd probably say about six years, maybe a little bit more. And so I have been really anticipating getting this done. And Matt and I have just kind of been at a stalemate of trying to decide what we wanted to do. So today they're doing our fourth side. There's five or four areas on the porch and then there's two going down. So anyway, they're on four now, right now. So they're outside, the saw is going crazy. So I shut my window and I'm so happy. I can't even tell you. I wish all of you could see a picture of it, but I'm grateful for children and I'm grateful for Hayden and Carter has been helping him. And of course, Matt has been helping too. And I'm so grateful for that. So I hope that you guys are getting projects done that you want done this summer and that you're feeling accomplished and happy and joy like I am feeling right now. So um, anyway, I, I, this podcast really, so I was, you know, for the summer, we went and did a whole bunch of things. And one of the things we did was a family reunion. And I had this experience happen at the family reunion. And afterwards, while I was talking to my sister-in-law about it, she had mentioned that sometimes she's going to give a talk on that experience that we had. And as she was talking, I thought, oh my word, I think I want to do a podcast on it because, um, I think that the analogy or the symbolism or the comparison to our father in heaven and is just beautiful. So Jill, thank you for the idea. And, um, I'm sure your talk will be much more, <laughs> impactful and helpful because you are the mother. So, okay. Just so you understand where I got to go back a little bit. So my sister-in-law, Jill and her husband, Lee, they have a son named Henry and he is two years old and, um, he, uh, Jill and Lee decided to put him into swimming lessons. Now, I want you to know that our oldest lives in Arizona, and I know that my sister-in-law, who also lives in Arizona, talks about how they have to put their kids in um, swimming lessons um, just because there's so much water and heat and there's so many things going on. And I know I put all of my kids in swimming lessons, but this particular swimming lesson is something that I've never really experienced. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And if you can go on YouTube or you can go watch it. I suggest you do because it shocked me and it might shock you, but Jill sent all of us in the family videos of Henry in his swimming lessons. And basically the swimming lessons, the child, here he is, he's two years old. 
they are in the water, they are put in the water, and the instructor, the teacher, literally teaches them how to flip over onto their back and to keep their head up. Now, I just want you to imagine, think about the times you've gone into a pool with your child um, and just letting them go and then them figuring out how to get from their belly to their back and no adult touching them or holding them. Now, when you watch it, like your stomach hurts a little bit, at least mine does, because I'm thinking somebody grabbed the baby, somebody grabbed the baby. Well, this is a way to teach the child that they can learn to turn on their back and get air until somebody can get to them. So Jill sent us this video. It was absolutely inspiring um, to watch this instructor and this little Henry at two years old do this maneuver and to be under the water, let go of, and then all of a sudden come up, turn his shoulder, flip himself over and be on his back. Okay. So this has been pretty awesome. And when we were at Matt's parents for the reunion, they had Henry go out in the pool and he did that. They had him go to the pool and my sister-in-law helped him get in the pool <laughs> and he literally went in the water. No one is there. He flipped himself over and then, you know, they got him out of the water and everybody cheered. It's just amazing. If you can go watch it, I'm telling you, it's, it's incredible because you can't picture a two-year-old doing this. You can picture a four or five-year-old. I remember when I had my kids do swimming lessons, they would do things. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. But he's literally submerged in water, his head, everything. And he does it. He gets up, he gets over. So we're at the family reunion. And we are all over at the lake. We went to the lake a couple times at the place we were at. And she, you know, her, the instructor had told Jill that she needed to practice with him regularly, that he needed to be able to go into water and experience this. Well, at this lake, it was super cold. The water was, it, the temperatures were like in the high sixties and the the lake's nasty. I mean, there's fish, there's dogs swimming in it. There's kids that poop and pee in it. There's, I mean, not to be too explicit, but it's not somewhere where you'd want to be gulping down a lot of water. Right. So Jill took, took little Henry out there and she let go of him and he, she was letting him flip himself over in this lake. Well, as an onlooker sitting on the side of the lake, I had a really hard time watching that. It was very upsetting to me because I was thinking to myself, why, why now? Why did you do the lake? He's tired. This isn't smart. He can't even like he was crying. And he, when he flipped over on his back, he was crying and still trying to catch his breath because he had swallowed so much lake water and had gotten up his nose and his mouth. But she practice one more time with him. And again, I had a really hard time. And I said to her, Jill, why are you doing this right now? <laughs> Please stop. Like I, it was hard. It's really hard to watch. If you watch it, it's really scary. And Jill's like, Beth, I need to practice. So anyway, it was very hard to watch. And when we got back to camp, we, she came over and she's like, Hey, tell me how you're feeling. Like what, why were you worried about that? And I just shared with her that it was really hard for me to watch him knowing he was tired, little two-year-old that he was in this lake and that she had stepped away from him and he's underneath the water 
And then he's trying to skid himself over and he's gasping for breath, but he's got his head out of the water, his upper chest out. And I was just like, it just, it's really hard for me. I just, and she was like, you know, Beth, I could understand why you feel this way. And then we talked about it on a gospel level. And she shared with me, you know, I actually want to give a talk on this because it's like us as parents watching our kids struggle and knowing that they have to go through certain things to be strengthened and fortified and be able to conquer when they're in a situation that's not good. So from those words and our conversation together, I started thinking more about it as we finished talking. And I know as a parent, I can't rescue my children. It's not wise for me to rescue my children all the time. In order for them to grow and to rely on the Lord and trust that God will guide them, help them, that he's aware of them, I have to let them symbolically go under that water and struggle to get themselves on their back again. And it's not easy because a lot of times as a parent, you want to go in, we want, I want to rescue them. I want to swoop it. I want to make it better. I want to make that phone call. I want to fill out that check. I want to go take care and talk to a person that's hurt them. I want to not make them feel discomfort or pain. I want to um, rescue them from things that I don't want them to experience. But it left me thinking about our father in heaven and how many times we feel like we're in a pool or a lake and we have all of a sudden we're all by ourselves. No one's there holding us or holding our hand or holding our body. And we're in there feeling like we're drowning. And we're thinking, where are you? What? Why aren't you saving me? I thought about the brother of Jared and in Ether chapter six, where he talks about that they commenced to the sea and the no monster, no wave, no anything could destroy them. Even though they were swallowed up in the depth of the sea and they were under, they always were brought up and there was light in the barges and they were tight like unto a dish. And so even though they experienced, I'm sure, seasickness and pain and suffering under that water for 344 days, Heavenly Father always was guiding them towards the promised land. So they were going through these hard things with the water, but he had his hand in their lives and he was leading them and guiding them with the winds and the waves to that promised land. I also thought about the prodigal son and how the father, the prodigal son, he took all that he had and he went and lived a riotous life. And yet when he returned, his father threw him a party and loved him and embraced him. And he had gone underwater, symbolically speaking, and had to figure out how to get himself back on his back and catch some new air and get breathe new life into himself. And I feel like as a parent, I was grateful for Jill coming and talking to me about it and just asking me why it was so upsetting. Because we do have to we can't just be in a safety net setting. I can't just be in a safe home here and say, okay, kids, this is how you're going to do it. 
because sometimes when we're out and about or doing things, I need they need to learn a lesson there too. And I'm just grateful that all things are spiritual and that this experience at the lake and in the pool and watching the video taught me about how much Heavenly Father allows us to have these little experiences that strengthen us and to teach us how to stay alive, spiritually speaking and physically speaking. And that if we don't test those moments, if we don't have moments where we practice, then we're not, we are going to drown. We are not going to know the techniques and the tools to get us back on our backs, breathing in oxygen and air to, to spiritually live and physically live. So I'm grateful for moments like that. I'm grateful that I learned that lesson and I'm thankful for Jill sharing that with me. And I'm thankful for Henry being that physical symbol of it. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope all of you have a wonderful day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.